You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesy. Here with my co-hosts tonight, Dalton Miller and Cole Patterson. The whole crew is back together for the first time in what feels like forever. But we're back and we're ready to talk some Dallas Cowboys football. But more importantly, the NFC East is that has been a hot topic around the league, around the Cowboys, and around football here recently. And uh, we are going to discuss all of that today. But before we do, how you fellas doing tonight? Doing all right. Um, it's nice for the Cowboys, you know, to get a win, but still be able to, you know, hold on to a top five drop it. Um, can't really ask for too much, too much more than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm good as well. I got my brother and sister-in-law in town. Uh, my mother and father-in-law are coming into town on Saturday. They'll be here until after Christmas. So, you're having a little bit of family in town, staying socially distanced from everybody else. It's it's pretty nice. Uh, yeah. Got the bachelor on Tuesday night. Got my <laughs> got my red wine flowing here. So we're <laughs> we're ready to go. Let's talk some Cowboys. Let's talk some NFC East, and let's get this party going. <laughs> and we talked a little bit about. Uh, we give you a hint of what we're going to talk about today, and that's going to be a. NFC East outlook kind of right now, but more importantly for the future, um, because again, the, the 2020 season is pretty much done for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, when Washington uh, won last week, when they beat the Steelers two weeks ago, you know, it pretty much took, it, it's going to take a lot for the Cowboys to win the division. And, and realistically, you know, I don't think anybody on this podcast really wants that to happen. Um, so I wanted to kind of take a look at the future of the NFC East. You know, who's the most dangerous? Who are we supposed to be worried about? Who can we kind of, you know, look past a little bit? But before we get to the future, I want to get to the present and want to talk a little bit about probably the team that we're least worried about, and that's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and, and it may be, maybe not. Maybe it's going to be the New York Giants, but we'll, we'll get there at some point. But uh, the Philadelphia Eagles did make a quarterback switch to Jalen Hurts uh, this week in Week 13. Um, they they looked the best they've ever looked um, this year with a different quarterback in place with those same weapons. Um, and, you know, they've come out and pretty much said that Jalen Hurts is going to get the rest of the starts for this year. Is Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2021? Or are they going to go back to Carson Wentz? Or are they going to be in position to draft a guy? What do you guys think? Dalton, I'll start it off with you. Yeah, no, they, they have to eventually try to at least go back to Carson Wentz. I think that Jalen Hurts is probably the guy for the rest of the season. 
uh, if I had to guess, I, I can't imagine unless they do really just want to legitimately tank uh, to put Carson Wentz back in because, you know, with the, a mobile quarterback with not, you know, any NFL tape on him other than one game, you know, Jalen Hurts does provide some matchup issues with his legs. Um, and, you know, he's a generally accurate passer. He kind of reminds me, and, and I caution against the Dak Prescott comp, you know, for Jalen Hurts coming out because I did think that their college resumes were, were a little bit different, um, mostly because uh, Jalen Hurts had a ton of time to operate in that Oklahoma offense, whereas Dak Prescott was going up against SEC defenses and having to get the ball out really quick in a hurry. Um, and so I thought that their games were a little bit different. And I think that that timing, the timing aspect of the passing attack is going to be something that takes Jalen Hurts quite a while to eventually get. So I think we'll end up seeing some struggles from him at the, you know, towards the end of this season. Plus they don't have a ton of great weapons at this point. So I think, you know, teams that struggle with the running quarterback, the Dallas Cowboys, for instance, uh, they're going to probably destroy this Cowboys defense with Jalen Hurts on the ground. Uh, but I think that, you know, going into next year with the, the cap number that you have on Carson Wentz, I think that you owe it to your organization that paid him to give him one more shot next season. And then if it doesn't work, you go back to Jalen Hurts and you figure out if he's your guy, because if he's not your guy, and you have a bad team next year, then you got to look to to draft a guy uh, after the uh, the 2022 draft. Before I get to Cole, I did want to ask you: Do you think that it's going to go back to Carson Wentz because they're going to be they're not going to be able to move him because of his his contract? I don't I don't because... know how yeah I don't know how you move him. I mean his contract is what it is, and obviously they can take a bunch of you know dead money cap hit from trading him. But honestly, at this point, with how bad he's looked. What are you going to get for him, and what are you going to have yeah. to potentially give up to have somebody else take on that cap hit? Because at the end of the day, what what, what are you getting? Like he was a terrible quarterback this year, mm-hmm. and as oh, good I, as I, I thought agree. that, yeah, and as good as I thought that he was, like if you are that bad, like they're probably going to have to give up some assets to get rid of him at this. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. who is going to want to take on that cap hit for somebody who played so poorly this year? It doesn't make the, sense. The, Col- the Colts are the only team that makes sense because yes, of yeah. because of Frank Reich. Right. right. Because of and, Frank Reich, yes. And, again, and, and, and uh, Cole, I want to get into that a little bit you know, as we, yeah. as we kind of progress. But um, I wanted to ask you as well, after you see Jalen Hurts in, in his first start, uh, the, the Eagles get a big win against the Saints team, who's mm-hmm. been really good on defense. Um, yeah. The offense has been up and down. Um, everybody knows how I feel about Sean Payton, but that defense has been solid. Um, you know, for the last six, seven, eight weeks, um, um how were, were you impressed with Jalen Hurts' debut? W- was it a, you know, okay? Like, where were you at with Jalen Hurts' debut? And, and, yeah. and if they did stick with Jalen Hurts, is that something that you, again, Dalton alluded to how much struggles the Cowboys' defense has with mobile mm-hmm. quarterbacks? Is that something you could be worried about for the mm-hmm. foreseeable future and the the next few years? Yeah. Um. First debut, I mean, I think a lot of it, I mean, I definitely was impressed, but I think some of it does have to do with the fact that you could have plugged almost any quarterback in there, and if they showed any signs of life, anybody <laughs> would have been impressed, um, just because of how bad, you know, Wentz was playing. But, yeah, I mean, Wentz, I mean, excuse me, Hurts, um, yeah, he impressed me. Um, against the St. Stephens, as you said, this performed pretty well. I think it was like over 50 games in a row that they hadn't given up a 100-yard rusher, and the Eagles had two 100-yard rushers with uh, Hurts, and Miles Sanders both uh, going over that mark and 
Um, I don't know. Like kind of Dalton alluded to a little bit, it's just one game of tape. So once you know teams get more uh, footage on him, more film, um, see what he uh, likes to do, and all that kind of stuff, teams are gonna be able to take away some of the things that he goes to. But his first game was impressive, just with how he's able to hurt defenses. He might not be the uh, best pocket passer in the world. He might not have the prettiest throwing motion. He, uh, oh, I mean, he's not the most you know NFL ready quarterback yet, but he. Finds ways to move the chains. He gets the ball to his weapons. Um, I think he knows what his strengths and weaknesses are. He's not a guy that's going to force, you know, throws down the field too much. If he doesn't see anything, he has no problem with taking off and running, as we saw numerous times against both the Saints and the uh, Packers, which uh, Packers are another defense that are, you know, have some playmakers on that side of the ball and perform pretty well for the most part. Um, yeah, uh, as far as how scared I am or how, uh, how dangerous he makes the Eagles. I think there is a, I think there's a pathway where he makes the Eagles a lot more formidable than Carson Wentz has. Um, Wentz hasn't been the guy we thought he was really for the majority of the past two years. I know they made the playoffs last year, but if Dak had a working arm, you know, they Cowboys <laughs> and win the play, win the division, get into the playoffs. So, I mean, it's not like this drop off. I know it's a huge drop off, but Wentz was kind of already struggling a little bit. I don't know what they're going to do long term as far as, are they going to make Wentz the richest backup quarterback in NFL history and just roll with Hurts? I think you kind of have to finish a season, let him, you know, um, Hurts let go through the lumps and everything, see what you got. If he finishes the year out strong, I, I think that there is a legitimate chance that they go with him. But I do think he would have to finish the year out really strong for them to, you know, not give Wentz another shot. Yeah, and I think where I'm at on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles is, you know, I almost feel like you have to stick with Jalen Hurts at this point. Um, I think you do too. I think you 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 have to try to trade Carson Wentz. But as Dalton said, like you know, outside of the Colts, like no one's offering a you know anything gonna, more than a fourth or fifth round. Pick it's going to be have to be. I'm not comparing the quarterbacks, but it's going to have to be like the how uh, the Texans traded Brock Osweiler when they tagged like a second round pick with them and sent him to Cleveland. I mean, that's what it's going to have to be like. They're going right. to have to add in a like a day two pick for somebody yeah. to take on that contract. And it's strange because it wasn't that long ago. We all thought Wentz was one of the elite or borderline elite quarterbacks in the league. Um, yeah. It's just crazy. I, I, I just feel like at, at this point, like if you do, even if you let Jalen Hurts play out the rest of the year and then go back to Wentz in 2021, like if Wentz doesn't improve at all and he's the same yeah. quarterback in 2021 that he was in 2020, like that team is just going to just be mentally cooked. And yeah, like, yeah. And, and, and I mean, again, like the salary cap situation they're in right now, like they're not going to have room to like they're going to be able to draft. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Like they're not going to be able to sign guys. They're yeah. pretty much going to release Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey more than likely. Zach Ertz is more than likely gone. So like the weapons are more than likely going to get worse for the yeah. Eagles. Um, unless they, you know, a, they do add a Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase in yeah. the first round. Um, but then that offensive line is still going to look pretty rough, too. So it's going to be ugly football, in Philly, I think. Yeah, from a pure football standpoint, in my opinion, I think Hurts, you have to roll with him. Um, he has the mobility. Like you said, the locker room looks like they're rallying around him, um, which obviously can only last a couple of weeks. And if they start losing, then everything can fall apart. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. 
That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh, no. Are they going to be willing to uh, pay there, much? There we go. Are they going to break up? Yeah, yeah, we were losing uh, you a little bit, Cole, but I think that was perfect uh, timing for a break anyway. So uh, we are going to go to a break. We kind of covered Philadelphia. We're going to go to a break, come back and talk about the Giants, the Washington football team, and then we will discuss the Cowboys a little bit as well. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We are talking the star. And we're back on the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey. Here with Cole Patterson and Dalton Miller. Uh, give us all a follow on Twitter at Connor NFL Draft at Dalton B Miller and at Cole L Patterson. I'm gonna have to change my Twitter handle to. <laughs> I just I just realized we've been talking what, about this, man. Get on yeah, the bandwagon, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go to Connor C Livesy, I guess. Just so that might make, be too long. Honestly. It might be. It might be. It might be. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into it, though. But I want to always give a big shout-out to Blogging the Boys, SB Nation, and Vox Media uh, for giving us the platform to host the podcast. I've been getting asked a lot, uh, this question a lot lately, where can we listen, how do we listen? Um, Just search Blogging the Boys on whatever podcast platform you use, and the entire Blogging the Boys podcast feed is going to pop up. You will get a bunch of different shows from a bunch of different voices. Um, our show is included in there. So if you're looking for the Talking the Star podcast, that is where you will find it. Um, we are going to talk a little bit more about the NFC East uh, future, a pr- little bit of the present as well. Um, so let's dive into the New York football giants, the Jason Garrett crown king football giants, one of the best offenses in the league just the reason that that team is destroying the NFL this year. Um, where are you guys at with the New York Giants? Um, I think they're – I know running backs don't matter a ton, um, but I think they're a much better team with Saquon Barkley than they would than they are this year just because of the fact that he – and he's a threat running the ball. I think he's a threat, you know, catching the ball, and he gives the defense a lot – more worry than you know Wayne Gallman does for instance and so I'd like to see the Giants with him on the field see if they can have a little more explosive plays um, at least more ability to stretch the field and move the ball down the field um, with with him with uh, you know Sterling Shepard with I mean they have some guys and they don't have the most loaded uh, weapons um, in the world by any means but then they have some guys that can make some plays and I'll be interested to see if they go offense in this draft um, I am a Joe Judge fan. Um, it's not only because, you know, he went to Mississippi State or anything, but I think he has that uh, – I think he has the right approach in New York, and I think he has those guys going in the right direction. I just 
I'm just not too worried about them overall when comparing, um, you know, Washington, which we'll get into, and even a Jalen Hurts-led Philadelphia Eagles team. I think I'm more concerned about those two teams. But their defense, I think, uh, will give them chances in games. I think Joe Judge has uh, is the right coach for them at the moment. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Jason Garrett long term, all those kind of things. I'm not really sold on Daniel Jones at all. Um, I know guy. you. <laughs> I know you aren't either, Connor. Um, so if I was ranking them in the NFC East at three other teams, I put them at, at the bottom, personally, for a long term future at least. Don, how you feel about uh, the yeah. man, the myth, the legend, Daniel Jones, and the, the New York <laughs> Giants? So we know from everything that we've seen from him, he's going to be a future Hall of Famer. Um, <laughs> no doubt. No, I, I yeah. think that until like because I I had issues with Daniel Jones coming out. I know that you had. <laughs> God, I can't even call him issues. I mean, you just absolutely <laughs> hated the guy. Um, and you know what? Like so far, he hasn't really shown the development that we were hoping, or I guess we. Um, the people <laughs> were hoping that we would see. Because, like, honestly, like, I hate to see dudes fail. I really do. But mm. when you're in the NFC East, it, it becomes a little bit easier to root against you. For sure. Um, I agree. Duke kid, he's got a strong jaw. Like, you <laughs> want to be able to like him, but he's just, honestly, he's not very likable. He's just kind of quiet. And, you know, in that New York media, doesn't really do too much. Uh, he's super safe. Um, and that's just not very fun for me. Um, but the team overall, like I did not expect this defense to be as good as it was. Uh, they made a couple, uh, couple free agent signings that ended up being really good for them so far. Uh, but defense is volatile, and I think that until you have a mm. legitimate quarterback that you can count on week in and week out, I'm not going to take you very seriously. Um, and so I think for that reason, I, I do think that they're probably the fourth team. Um, I mean, it's definitely a battle between them and Philly. Uh, but I definitely fear them a lot less uh, than I fear the Washington football team, even though the Washington yeah. football team, which we'll talk about, also does not have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I just think the only thing that bothers me about the the Giants is that if that defense can get even better, then you're going to be in a situation where every defense in the NFC East is really good and your defense is going to be more than likely really bad. Um, which again, you know, if the offense is as good as we think it can be with Dak Prescott, with these wide mm-hmm. receivers, with the healthy offensive line, hopefully you can combat that a little bit. But man, this this Giants defense is a ton of fun. Uh, Patrick Graham's done a great job with that unit as his first year uh, as the coordinator. Um, and like I mean, like Dalton said, they did they had some free agent acquisitions. But I think the the little bit of a scary thing is is like some of these guys that they've drafted high. Man, no, DeAndre Baker's not with them anymore, but like that's a high draft pick that's not playing for him. Mm. Um, Xavier McKinney, a guy out of Alabama that that I liked a lot last year. I know a lot of people liked. He hasn't done much with them this year because of injury. So like, you know, if if they use what they're at tenth overall right now in the draft, if they can get another, you know, corner, or, uh, you know, one another pass rusher, something in that you know, 10 range, which they'll probably be looking at more offensive help because of how poor that offense is. But if they can get better on defense and that doesn't bode well for the Cowboys and it makes them a little bit better on defense. And if they can get better on offense as well, then then that team is turning the corner. It's just going to be up to Daniel Jones to be a good quarterback because yeah, Saquon Barkley's not there. That offensive line isn't great, but Wayne Gallman has produced really well this year. Um, 
you know, he's played he's one of the best running backs in the league. If you look at his numbers over the last, you know, six, seven games, um, I think other than last week, he had had 100 yards in every game for like a five game stretch, had just been running the ball well. Um, and I think that, you know, if you're, um, you know, one of the, the guys who don't think running backs matter, I think that Wayne Gallman coming in, um, you know, when Saquon Barkley goes out and that team goes on a little bit of a run, um, might have some evidence there for you that when you don't rely on the big ticket, big name and just give the ball to the guy when, you know, you, you want to and kind of need to, then that's fine. But, um, let's move on and talk about the Washington football team that has a six and seven record. They are first place in the NFC East, um, more than likely on track to win the division and make the playoffs. Um, so we are going to talk about them and then we'll finish it up talking a little bit about this Cowboys team as well. Um, Dalton, I'll start with you this time on the Washington football team. We know the defense is fantastic. Um, we know the offense is not fantastic. And we know that the situation at quarterback is pretty ugly. What can you, you know, what what's your thoughts on more so their future? Because we feel like we know what they're going to do in 2020, and that's more than likely win the NFC East and probably not do a whole lot in the playoffs. But if they can find the right guys, they are a dangerous football team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they have a good head coach, first of all. I like Ron Rivera. Um, the, the staff that he put around him, Scott Turner, I'm not a huge fan of. But what Scott Turner does know how to do is use backs in the passing attack, and that's what they're doing right now because outside of Terry McLaurin, they don't really have many weapons on offense. If they can add you know, well, another wide receiver, uh, maybe get a tight end in free agency, uh, or draft a tight end, you know that they like in in this draft and develop him. Uh, if they get a compliment to Terry McLaurin, I think that this offense can be dangerous just with competent quarterback play. Uh, but if for some reason they end up losing out and the Giants win out or whatever has to happen for them to actually get in position to get a quarterback, I think that this is a team, this is the team that is the most dangerous going forward because not only is their defense good, but it's young. Um, and I think that they're going to be able to keep that core around for the most part. Uh, it is more volatile. That is defense uh, over offense most in general. Uh, and so I do think that we can see them move up and down until they get that quarterback. And, uh, you know, even with a guy like Alex Smith throwing the ball three yards down the field on every play, they're still <laughs> able to do enough offensively uh, to win football games. And I, I think that, you know, with that and with the culture that I think, uh, they're going to bring there in Washington. I, I do. I, I think that they're a team that it's kind of on the up and up. But at the end of the day, we thought this before. We thought it when RG3 showed up there and they found a way to screw that up. So you really just never know what's going to happen in the <laughs> NFC East. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, you kind of mentioned the quarterback situation. Uh, I know Alex Smith is slated to make a, a pretty big chunk of money in 2021. Uh, Dwayne Haskins hasn't showed anything to, to kind of give him a, a chance as a starter. Um, I'm not sure what Kyle Allen's deal is, but he actually played pretty well for him. Cole, what do you think the Washington football team does at quarterback? And what, you know, it, right now they're slated to pick mm -hmm. 19th, so it's not like you're even going to be in the, the comp, you know, the, the competition yeah. to get a, even a Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. I, I don't think mm -hmm. there's any chance that those guys are going to fall. You know, you mm -hmm. might get lucky and have Trey Lance fall to 19. I, I don't see that being an option with all the teams in front of uh, yeah. them needing quarterbacks as well. But w what do you think they do at quarterback? And mm -hmm. and 
you know, do any of those rookie quarterbacks really scare you as a Cowboys, you know, fan and analysis going into 2021? Yeah, I mean, Dalton hit on the head. I mean, I've kind of mentioned it before as well. If they can just get a quarterback, their uh, ceiling uh, rises dramatically. Um, they got the defense. They have Terry McLaurin, a bona fide number one receiver. Antonio Gibson's come on pretty strong. Um, if they can just get a quarterback, they really, really will be moving in that right direction. Really, will be that number one threat to the Dallas Cowboys um, as soon as Dak returns from his injury. Um, speaking of Dak, I mean, do you think they, if Dallas tries to fool around and um, doesn't give Dak a long-term deal, do you think that Washington can? I mean, I think if he, I think they could make a run at him if uh, Dallas uh, wants to play around and not secure him long term. If they're interested in one of those, like is that Wilson and Trey Lance, like you said, um, that would be like Cowboys fans' worst nightmare. If you put <laughs> Dak on that team, I, re- I was actually talking to my brother about this the other day. Um, that team is really scared really quickly, if, especially if they can add, you know, like a Kyle Pitts or somebody like that through the draft with their 19th pick. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's not really the quarterback market other than Dak isn't really that attractive. You have Cam, who, I mean, he, he'll have a great week one week. The next week, he forgets how to play quarterback. <laughs> Phillip Rivers is really old. Um, you, I mean, there's not really anybody there in the market that can go out and be a significant upgrade over Alex Smith or um, Kyle Allen or whoever they want to throw out there. Um, I guess another possibility, I mean, I mean with – there's probably going to be four quarterbacks taken in that top 10. Does that does Washington try to reach on a quarterback like a Mike like a Mac Jones? Do they try to uh, try to see if uh, Kyle Trask can build on some of his momentum? Um, I know he's ranked all over the place um, in draft boards. Um, do you think they try to take a chance on a first round quarterback? Do you, would they be interested in taking a day two pick if somebody falls? I mean, that's really the one position they have to secure is that quarterback position. Because right now, I mean, their defense is elite. I think Montez Sweat and, and uh, Chase Young are, I mean, they if they're not already, they're going to be the, the best defensive end duo in the NFL sooner rather than later. Um, Rivera is a really good defensive-minded coach. He's got the right staff in place. The only reason why I'm not, like, level 10 worried about Washington is, one, because they don't have the quarterback position lined up. And two, there's always Washington always shoots themselves in the foot. It seems like, like, <laughs> like, like Dalton said, they screwed up the RG three situation. Um, they let Kirk Cousins walk. I mean, it's just always something that they figure out how to mess up. Um, but I'm really interested to see if they uh, do try to take a quarterback in the first round. If they try to make a move up, um, maybe they're thinking, hey, we won a division. Let's uh, let's go up and move a quarterback and get to that next step. Or if maybe they're sold on Mac Jones. Um, but like I said, that's the one position they definitely have to uh, identify. And if I was Washington, that's exactly what I would do. I'd, I'd you know, sure, you win the division. You, you, you're going to pick 19th probably either way because every mm. team in front of you is going to have multiple game, yeah. um, you know, on you. And I don't expect them to win a playoff game. So, you know, as soon as, as, soon as I'm done with the playoffs, I'd be on the phone. I'd be trying to move up. Mm. Um, you know, again, and there, there's a lot of teams. I mean, they're sure they're willing to. I mean, they moved up. Right, I mean, it's not right. quarterback, but they moved up in the second round to get Montez Sweat, and that's turned out pretty good for them. And again, like, you know, there's situations, you know, again, I haven't seen anything from Dwayne Haskins to where I'm like, man, this kid's going to be good or, or even worth paying. But he exactly. could be part of a package for a team, mm-hmm. you know, to move up with. You know, like or, a Rosen. Right, right. Yeah, we'll throw him in as, you know, instead of giving you a, 
a fourth round pick we'll throw in Dwayne Haskins still on a rookie deal that that has tools has traits you know just hasn't been able to develop yet so mm-hmm. you know like I don't know I'm, I'm just speaking out loud here but a team like Atlanta like if they're not in love with the quarterback options they have on the board um you know a team like Detroit maybe the quarterbacks go you know uh, they don't love taking a quarterback there yeah. maybe they mm-hmm. want to you know maybe have Dwayne Haskins as a guy to come in and and you know possibly battle it out for that quarterback job yeah um, and then they can pick, pick up some gra- draft picks in return too but if I was Washington, you know, I'd be be on the move for for one of those top four guys and, and try to get one of those guys because they are they are, I think, in my opinion, a quarterback away. And if they could mm-hmm. find another receiver to complement Terry McLaurin, I think that, that offense could really turn it around as soon as possible because Terry McLaurin's a, a really, really good receiver, one of the best ones in the league. They just need a quarterback to get him the football uh, like Antonio Gibson a lot. Um, I think that offensive line's solid. The defense is obviously, you know, one of the best units in the league as well. A um, few more minutes, guys. Let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys, future of the Cowboys. We've talked a lot about the draft, you know, what we think they should do with the pick. But from a from a team building perspective, this off season, uh, just just go ahead. Give me one thing you want to see this team do. The Dallas Cowboys do before the 2020 season, 2021 season kicks off that you would think, man, this has been a success and we feel good about this team going into the season. Cole, we'll start with you this time. Like a uh, personnel decision or just yeah, anything just a in general? team-building you know, signing, a draft, whatever. Just something yeah. that, that we can um, kind of grab onto and have hope for. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I really want them to target a, a if they trade down, if they stay in the top five. Either way, I want them to secure a corner um personally um whether that be certain if that be farley whoever it is um i think if you get another corner opposite of Diggs and let the let them two grow i think i think you're in good shape um and have me feeling a little a little bit better i mean rookie corners are always you know up and down but at least feeling a little bit better heading into next season don what's the one thing that you hope this team does before the 2021 season kicks off probably gonna catch a little hate for this that's okay. I can handle it. Trade Michael Gallup for a fat guy. What fat guy are you looking at? Or a safety. Uh, just a, one that can start and not be absolutely terrible. I would like a one-tech. I don't think that you can get a starting caliber one-tech from day one in the draft. I think that there's a chance that you can get a safety that way. I think there's a chance that you can sign a safety that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen at one tech. Uh, And so I think that if you can get a fat guy, you can trade Michael Gallup because you're not going to pay Michael Gallup at the end of next year. And this is another very, very good draft class for wide receiver. You can replace Michael Gallup or your hope to replace Michael Gallup uh, in rounds two or three this year. Mm-hmm. trade him for a player or a pick but i would much prefer an entrenched starter at at the one tech you kind of stole mine because i was going to say the same thing trade michael gallup for a player on defense that can yep. impact from from day one so i'm gonna yeah. go on the fly here a little bit um i'm going to say use the first i'm gonna say use your top Four draft picks on the defensive side of the ball. Um, again, I, I was maybe I'll catch some flack for this too, but I I did not want to take Penay Sewell in this draft um, unless you know. I mean, again, I, I 
honestly, I was at the point where I was ready to take Patrick Sertain or Caleb Farley over the, the tackle just because of the position value and where I think this team needs to go. Don't think that those guys are better than Pinay Sewell, but I think that for this team, um, that would be the, the, the best pay, player available to position of need. Um, but I think that this team needs a massive, massive talent infusion and overhaul on defense. You're getting ready yeah. to probably lose Shadobe Awuzie, Jordan Lewis, um, Xavier Woods. You're going to lose pretty much you know, half of your starters on defense is what it's going to come down to. Um, so I think that you have to invest premium picks in the defense, um, and you're going to have a handful of them um, this year in the top 75. Uh, that's why we want to trade back so we can even get more ammunition for those premium picks in the top 75. But if not, I'd like to see them use their first, second, third, and fourth round picks on the defense, uh, double dip at cornerback, get a safety, get a defensive lineman, maybe even a linebacker, you know, Nick Bolton or Zayvon Collins does fall to, to the, the second round. Um, I'd like to see those guys be options. Um, but yeah, I, I just think, you know, you got the, your offensive lineman should be coming back. Your, you know, receivers should be fine. Your quarterback should be healthy. I mean, again, I think we, our, our, our number one thing would be to sign Dak Prescott. I yeah, yeah, all three of ours would be that. Um, but that was kind of too obvious to even mention. So <laughs> get that done. That's obviously number one on the, the checklist. But uh, after that, I think that, like you said, Cole, um, I to- totally agree with you on that. Um, you know, just being smart, investing in the secondary, investing in that cornerback position. Uh, Dalton, I also agree with you. I think that if you can get a, a proven veteran, still young, you know, still impactful defender with a Michael Gallup trade would definitely consider that. Yeah. See if you can trade expiring contract for expiring contract. Right. Right. Get you a real dude that you might want to sign at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And and there are, you know, just to, before I, before we get out of here, there are a handful of quality interior defensive tackles that are going to be on the free agent market. If they wanted to go out, maybe they don't trade Michael Gallup, but go out and go out and get a guy who's not, 35 years old and falling off the end of their career. Like you said, get a guy who's still on their, you know, finishing their first contract of a Sheldon Rankins, you know, even maybe a Shelby Harris, something like that to get in here, get in play, play the the middle of that defensive line and help, you know, see if these linebackers can be better because Wolf, it's bad. But uh, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, We are going to be back next week uh, after the Cowboys take on the San Francisco 49ers in the noon slot on Sunday. We will see you guys next week. We are talking the star. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.